Welcome back to Breaking Up with Michaela Simuntry. That's me, your host, and this is the podcast where we talk about breaking up, relationship advice, dating stories, and personal stories about some of the worst breakups, most embarrassing, or cringiest breakups of all time. So thank you for joining us today, and let's get started. Welcome back to Breaking Up. Today's episode, I have a super sweet, genuine Disney lover and writer with us today. My friend Bailey is here. Hi, I'm so happy that you invited me to be on. I've been listening since you started it, so this is super exciting. Yeah, I've been wanting to get you on since I was planning the podcast. I just figured uh, with like your uh, relationship that we'll get into later, you could definitely give some great advice. So I'm happy that you're here. Awesome. Awesome. So excited. Yeah. So Bailey and I met through YouTube, I think maybe what, five years ago? Has it been that long? I think so. I think I found your channel like end of 2015, beginning 2016. So probably like four or five years now. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And we've kept up through social media. Uh, Bailey lives out in California, kind of does her thing. And I know that it's going to be a dating podcast and we'll talk mostly about your love life and all of that but did you want to kind of introduce yourself and what you're up to yeah so I found I actually found your channel Michaela because of your college videos you were like making a lot of college videos and kind of going through that and I was in college at the time so I live in California like you said I went to school in Santa Barbara uh, pretty much graduated almost three years ago now, and right now I work uh, as a full-time writer. I write kind of like theme park news and entertainment news, and I'm, I guess we'll get into this later, but I'm living with my boyfriend in LA. That's awesome. I feel like writing the type of content that you write is so perfect for you. I've read a few of your like Disney articles and as someone that loves Disney myself, it's so cool to see those articles and like kind of learn more about it. Oh, awesome. Yeah. And that's actually, I think another reason why I really connected with you a few years ago was because I knew you were a writer too. So it's, it's really cool to be able to connect with people like that, especially since, I mean, I went to a university that was super, super science focused. So it's, it's fun to be able to connect with people online and kind of find that common ground. Oh, for sure. I totally agree. Uh, Like you mentioned, you live with your boyfriend. How long have you guys been together? Almost six years. Yeah. It'll be six years next month. Okay. Oh my gosh. Congratulations. Uh, How did you guys meet? We met in the dorms, actually. We met first year of college in the dorms. And it was kind of like toward the end of our freshman year that we got together. And we just, yeah, it just clicked. Oh, that's so sweet. Um, What are some of your favorite memories with your boyfriend throughout these last six years? Oh man. I think a lot of them were definitely in college. Um, that was definitely, college was really awesome for me. I was totally not a high school person, not a middle school person. Um, and then once I got to college, I feel like I came out of my shell a lot. And so getting into, you know, this new relationship and at the same time, kind of finding myself, it led to having these great memories with him because we've definitely gotten We've really gotten to grow up together, you know, so that's been really great. Is he the same age as you? Yeah, yeah. So we're we're pretty much exactly the same age. Okay, that's awesome. Uh, What's his zodiac sign? (laughs) (laughs) He's a Pisces. I actually, I had to look it up before you asked me because I knew you were going to ask me and I was like, oh shoot, I don't know. So yeah, he's a Pisces. I'm an Aries. Okay. Do you know if you guys are supposed to be compatible based on your signs? I I don't think we are. Are we? Oh, interesting. I'm not sure. I don't. I only know like one Pisces and one Aries, and they don't know each other. So oh wow. I don't know. Yeah, okay. I don't know much about it. But I don't know. I recently started getting into the Enneagram. Oh yeah. Um, and he's a one, and I'm a four. I don't know if you're into that yet. I took the test 
a little over a year ago and I forgot what I got, but I think it was either like the teacher or the creator, something like that. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know. I took, I took that. It's like a really long test. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And that ended up being really interesting because I had never really gotten into personality tests or, um, you know, Zodiac signs or anything like that. But then I took the Enneagram test and that ended up being really cool. Kind of reading about his qualities and my qualities and how they would be compatible because I found it to be really true. Um, And so that made me think, oh, wow, I should really get into Zodiac because I feel like that would bring me some clarity, you know? So, yeah, yeah. I know I should see if my boyfriend should take the Enneagram test as well. Now I'm curious. (laughs) Yeah, it's really interesting. Have you guys taken the love language test? Yes. Okay. What's your love language? So I am 100% words of affirmation, like to a fault, (laughs) to an absolute (laughs) fault. Um, And that's also something that like, I feel like I'm constantly needing to work on um, because I mean, while it's good to know that that's my love language, it's also, I feel like that's not very good to be so dependent on that, you know, Um, and his is acts of service. And so okay. it's interesting because like, I don't know. I, I think, I think we took the test like three years ago or something. Um, but when we did, it definitely like caused me to shift like the way I thought about expressing my like love and care to him, you know, because I could tell him, you know, I don't know. I could tell him all these mushy gushy things. Right. Because that's mm-hmm. the kind of person I am. Like I'm a really like, poetic deep person and even though he really appreciates that at the end of the day he would much rather me like cook him dinner before he gets home and that would go like 10,000 miles more you know what I mean so yeah and it's so cool to really figure out your partner's love language too because it can help like it can help you uh, um kind of like aid to what they need to show Mm -hmm. your love uh, mm-hmm. Tyler, my boyfriend, he also is acts of service. So I know that I need to show my love rather than, okay, for me, I'm like words of affirmation, but also gifts. Like, oh, if someone, okay, okay. yeah, if someone thinks of me and gets me something, I'm like, oh my God, you love me. And now I know. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> it just shows that they're like truly thinking about you, right? When somebody mm-hmm. gives you something and you know, they saw it, they thought of you, they picked it up specifically for you. It's so nice to receive something like right. that. Right. And I think it gets kind of a bad rep because then people are like, oh, so you're materialistic. I see. But it's so much more than that. Like, I don't want things. I want you to see a thing and think of me and then get it. <laughs> yep. 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 Yeah. Totally agree. Yeah. But just knowing our various love languages, it really does, I think, help in a relationship, which is why I'm so curious what he would be if we took the Enneagram test as well. Yeah. You got to try it. I know. I might have to just force him to one night because I remember it took a long time. Oh my goodness. It's so long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's worth it. It's worth it too because I don't know. I feel like I'm constantly, I was seeing a lot of like Enneagram um, memes on Instagram. And I was like, I need to understand these somehow. So I feel like it's everywhere right now. Yeah, I know. I think I figured it out through Instagram. Like I kept seeing it as well. Yeah. You guys have been together for six years. I'm sure that through those last six years, like you said, you both grew up and have gone through multiple milestones in life. Mm-hmm. You guys ever like talk about what's next or what do you think is next within oh my gosh. the following years? We have talked about it since we were like 20. <laughs> um, oh. <laughs> yeah, we, I mean, I was sending, I was making like engagement jokes to Chris when we were like about to graduate college. Like <laughs> I, yeah, I, we're really, really open about it. And I know, I mean, people think about this it can be really polarizing, right? Talking about the future Mm -hmm. with your significant other. I feel as though a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, like why would you ever send your boyfriend photos of engagement rings and joke to him about proposing to you? And then other people are like, oh yeah, I would totally, we would be on the same page. Like one of my really good friends, she and her boyfriend planned their proposal together and they like did it in a weekend. And that's just what worked for them, you know? So, um, but yeah, we, we've talked about the future for a really long time. I think we were like 
together for almost a year. And then we kind of had the, I want to spend the rest of my life with you kind of conversation, which I feel like when you're 20 years old can feel like a fairy tale, but (laughs) as it kind of, you know, as time went on, it's almost like we realized, well, I don't really see this ending because I'm really happy with you. So we just have always been super open about it. Yeah. That's great. Um, Are you guys currently living in an apartment in California or? Yes. We're in an apartment. LA is expensive. Um, If I had it my way, I feel like we would be in like a house, but at the same time, that's more to clean. So we're in, we're in a tiny little apartment. (laughs) I remember um, speaking of like living together and that's why I brought this up. A few years ago, I was going through kind of the process of that conversation with my boyfriend at the time. And I was so worried about like losing my own space and sense of independence like I loved him but also I loved my own environment so I was really worried about that and to this day I remember how you were telling me like in college you guys lived together and you uh, had your own like quote-unquote bedroom yeah as like a spare room and I just thought that was such a great idea just to like have that room as your own even if you're not like spending all the time in there you know for sure Yeah, yeah. It was really great. I think um, the main decision to do that came because we were both students at the time and we knew we wanted to live together, but we also knew that we wanted to make sure that we had study spaces. Um, Chris and I were super, super dedicated to school. And so when we were deciding where we wanted to live senior year and kind of, you know, putting all that together, we realized, okay, it makes sense to live together, but you know, it also makes sense to kind of almost be housemates, you know, which sounds kind of weird, but um, it worked out really well. I mean, we, yeah, that was at that time we had been together for like, I think two and a half years when we, when we moved into that apartment. And um, I mean, honestly, I say this, but everybody does things on their own timeline. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we've, we've taken it pretty slow in terms of moving in together, but still living with other people, still having our own rooms, eventually not having our own rooms. You know what I mean? And, and I know a lot of people who move in with their significant others after like being together a few months. And I think that's totally fine too, you know? Um, yeah. But in terms of like having our own spaces, that definitely was like a game changer. It was the best because whenever <laughs> either of us kind of wanted, you know, our own, our own time. And we wanted to not even just for studying. Like if I wanted to go into my room and like have quiet time to myself and light a candle and drink some tea and maybe take a nap, like I could do that and not have to worry about kicking somebody out of the room. You know, I think like if you have the financial means and you can afford it, I think that's totally a good way to go. Yeah. I I know it's something that I definitely keep in mind because I, are you an introvert like me? I'm totally an introvert. I'm like an extroverted (laughs) introvert, um, which I don't even know if those terms are like, I don't know with, with the introvert extrovert labels. I'm like, what are these even? Uh, But I'm definitely really introverted. And Chris is actually an only child. And so like, we both kind of needed that. (laughs) Got it. (laughs) Yeah. Cause I, I think that's just a really good piece of advice. And even like talking of houses and townhomes, with my boyfriend now, I'm like, okay, well, let's get at least a three bedroom because (laughs) I need an office. You need a game room. I need space to get away from you (laughs) almost just to like re recharge, I guess. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I think losing my independence, it's just like my biggest concern with cohabitating the same space. But I think that's a totally valid concern, you know, because there's always this, I don't know, I I find it really strange sometimes because I feel as though you can have roommates, like anybody can have roommates or housemates. Mm -hmm. But then the second we talk about, oh, I'm going to move in with my boyfriend, but we want our own rooms. It's like, that's taboo. Um, And I don't (laughs) think it should be. I mean, do Mm -hmm. what you want, live how you want. And if, if when you do decide to um, move in with your significant other, if you think it would 
maybe help the transition to have your own room. I think that's totally fine. Or if you decide, you know, on a smaller space first, and then you're like, ah, you know, this really isn't working for me. And you can afford to get a bigger space, get a bigger space. Like, I don't think there's anything that should be wrong with that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, These last four or so years of living together, I imagine you guys have kind of like bounced around from place to place with just college living and graduating and all Mm -hmm. of that. What have you learned through those experiences and transitioning through various living spaces? Um, it's been a journey. (laughs) Um, (laughs) it's definitely, I mean, living with anybody is going to present its challenges. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think especially like even sharing a bathroom with somebody else is going to present its challenges. Like I grew up with, with a brother. And so like living with a guy was never going to be an issue for me. And then my senior year of college, I lived with my boyfriend and then we like our other housemates were two guys. So really like that wasn't so much the challenge. It's more like if you ever want to just like get away and go off on your own, like go on a trip by yourself, spend the day out by yourself, spend the day in by yourself, kind of like do your own thing. You need to give yourself permission to do that. And that's definitely something that I learned over the past few years because, you know, I think when you're coming together and you're living with somebody, it can feel you know, it's exciting and it's magical. And it's like, you're taking these steps together. But I think everybody, everybody processes big life changes in their own way. And everybody, you know, has their own way they like to live their life, right. And so kind of learning that just because you want to live with somebody and, you know, you want to spend however much time with somebody, it doesn't mean that you have to feel bad if you kind of need your own time too. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I've got a big, deep question for you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what do you think Chris has taught you over these last six years? Um, He's definitely, I, I don't, I don't want this to be taken a different way, but I guess I'll just say it. He's definitely taught me to be selfish. Um, And I don't mean that he's a selfish person, but like, he's really taught me to, to put myself first. And I didn't really know that that's something I was going to learn when I was getting into a relationship. So Chris is my first serious long-term relationship. I'm his first serious long-term relationship. Um, But that's special. I I like that. Yeah. I mean, I tend to be a really um, empathetic person. I tend to want to fix things. I tend to you know, want to be around people a lot, even though I did say I'm an introvert. I just, I like people. I can be very clingy. Like I, you know, the second I hear some, somebody's upset or somebody like, you know, wants to, or needs to be comforted or, or anything like that. I tend to be like, Oh, like, you know, let me help you. And, um, he's, he's also really taught me just that I need to look after myself And it's, there's nothing wrong with saying no to other people. And there's nothing wrong with like putting myself first when I'm making big decisions. And if that means like he and I need to figure out another way to live our lives, then we'll do that. But yeah, that's definitely something that he's taught me. And that's something that I'm super grateful for, because like I said, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think that that, that I would get that out of such a close relationship with another person. You would think it might be the opposite and I would need to learn that on my own, but he's really pushed for me to be that way. That's great. And it's something that you can take like throughout your life and apply Mm -hmm. for years down the road, which is great. Is there anything that you think that you've taught him as well? Um, I mean, I guess the opposite, like I've really taught him to be very, to be like more compassionate to other people. Not that he's, like I said, not that he's a selfish person, Um, (laughs) but we're very opposites in that way. Um, He's definitely, we're both really driven people, but he's a lot more like going after his own goals. And I'm a lot more of the mindset like, oh, I want to do, I want to go after my own goals, but I also want to pay attention to how those affect other people. Um, And then at the same time, like, you know, I think when you're, when you're in a long-term relationship with another person, they always say, oh, it can end one of two ways. You'll either stay together forever or you'll break up. And, um, you know, of course that's true. But I also think that like 
there are different ways to to stay with somebody for a long time. And there are, you know, there are relation like relationships can go in a bunch of different directions, right? And we've definitely constantly focused on trying to become better people as individuals as we try to become better people together and kind of bouncing off each other in that way and teaching each other, okay, I'm going to teach teach you to, you know, go after exactly what you want for yourself. And I'm going to teach you to like really think about other people and have compassion for other people along the way. And that's definitely been something that we constantly teach each other. Like it's been a journey, right? Yeah. That's so awesome too, because I'm the type of person that will tend to kind of be absorbed by a new partner and fall into a pattern of like fitting their needs and molding myself around whoever I'm dating. And then six months down the road, I'm like, hold up. I feel like I've lost myself. And then I have to go through the struggle of digging her back up and finding myself. And it's something I've gotten better at over the years. But to hear about someone that's been in a long-term relationship and still focusing on yourself, I think that's so important to keep in mind and to practice and just grow from. So, yeah. And it's hard yeah. too, though. Like it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's really difficult, but I think if you are with somebody and you're, you both agree that, you know, being yourself and being your own person is just as important, if not more important than being with somebody else. Like if you're both on the same page with that, I think that's like the secret sauce, you know, because yeah, it's, it's difficult and it's a journey, but it doesn't, it doesn't have to be so hard, right? Yes, I agree. I don't know if you're watching The Bachelor this season. But oh my gosh, the- I am. Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> when Kelly told Peter, like, relationships don't have to be hard. Yeah. He looked, he looked so confused. I. This is actually, you know what? It's so funny. This is my first time watching The Bachelor ever. Um, I've never seen any of it. I did. I was intrigued because I feel like, Hannah Brown's Bachelorette season was like it like blew up in the media and so I watched like all the women tell-all clips on YouTube from or the men tell-all or whatever it is Mm -hmm. I kind of recapped myself on that season because I was curious and I was like I don't know pretty enthralled by it and I said oh I'm gonna watch The Bachelor and now everybody's saying that this is like the most dramatic (laughs) season ever and I'm like well shoot what do I do now so but no I totally agree she was like preaching to the choir with that and oh, yeah. he, I, I don't know. He just didn't get it. I don't know. <laughs> and anyway, but you're so right. She's so right. That's yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't have to be hard. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I want to get into more about kind of dating stories and heartbreaks and all of that. But before we do, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. In case you didn't know, this podcast officially has merch. If you like the Breaking Up podcast logo, then you'll love the hoodies, t-shirts, phone cases, mugs, socks, like you name it, that we have available for purchase. I felt super inspired by my creation of the logo with the hand squeezing the heart that I wanted to make some collections of merchandise, so definitely check it out. I tried really hard to design something for everyone, so there are a lot of options, colors, sizes, styles. We have pastels. We have an After Dark collection of just all black with white text and logo for more of a minimal or emo vibe, which I love. Some have the logo printed small and subtle and other pieces have it in the middle. I just really tried to find something that anyone and everyone could enjoy. Definitely check it out and see for yourself. You can shop the Breaking Up merchandise at teespring.com store slash Michaela dash or I know it's a lot easier to just click a link, so that will be in the podcast description as well. You can also find it on my YouTube channel as well, and even on the podcast's Instagram at breakingup underscore podcast in the description of that account. I have a coupon code for you listeners too, so if you use the code BREAKINGUP in all caps, you'll receive 15% off of your total purchase. This is another great way to show your support of the podcast. Even if you just give it a glance, I'd really appreciate it, so go check out my merch. 
This podcast wouldn't be made possible without listeners like you. And if you want to get more involved to help support the show, you can go to anchor.fm slash and click the support button. It only takes a couple seconds, but your donation can really help sustain the future of this podcast. So if you want to support the show and get more involved, consider becoming a listener supporter today. And we're back. All right. So Bailey, you've been with Chris for six years and you did say that you were kind of like his first serious relationship and vice versa. Did you date a lot in high school or do you have any previous history? I I hardly dated in high school. I dated toward the end of high school. Um, My first real date was with a guy who took me to Red Robin, paid for himself with a gift card. And then oh. <laughs> I was stuck with the rest of the bill. Um, yeah. So that was oh my like God. my first real date. And I almost feel like that scarred me. Um, and then I kind of like went on a few dates here and there um, leading up to college, a couple dates in college. And then, I mean, yeah, not a lot, really. It was It was more like Chris and I were just really good friends before we got together. Um, and that just it was kind of like one thing led to another there. Yeah. It just worked out. Yeah. Um, so that being said, have you ever had your heart broken? Yeah, I think, I mean, you know, there's so many different types of heartbreak and something I learned very early on in my teenage years was that you don't have to be in a relationship with a person for them to break your heart. And I didn't, I had never really realized that before. Um, I feel like I read, I mean, I was, I wouldn't call myself a hopeless romantic. I feel like I was a hopeful romantic because I was like constantly hoping for romance. I love that. Yeah. I mean, I feel like hopeless romantic, man, that sounds so sad, but no, I was Mm -hmm. super hopeful. I, I mean, I, I would go to Barnes and Noble and like buy up every teen romance novel under the sun. I was constantly (laughs) watching like rom-coms on ABC family, uh, I was super into it, super into the idea of finding love, you know, um, mm-hmm. now I'm speaking bachelor talk, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. And then, and then when I, you know, I definitely liked boys in, in middle school and in high school. And then I was really, I mean, I was super shy. And so when I, when I faced rejection or when I, you know, found out that guys didn't like me back or when I would kind of like, you know, you're kind of talking mm-hmm. to a guy and then you realize, oh, he goes and he's talking to somebody else or he ends up being with somebody else. You know, I feel like I was left and right, like getting my heart broken in, you know, and I, none of them were super extreme, right? I feel like it was mm-hmm. always kind of puppy, puppy love, kind of like a crush, but something that, you know, I took away from, from all of that. And like from my seasons of, of, I guess, liking people, um, falling for people before I got into my current relationship was the fact that like heartbreak comes in all forms and like all sizes, you know, and it doesn't really matter how long you were talking to somebody, how long you were with somebody. Like if the feelings are there, the feelings are there. And I, you know, really learned that early and took that with me. And so then, you know, once I got to college and, you know, I would have friends who were maybe in and out of relationships or maybe like I myself dated somebody and then it didn't work out. And I was like pretty, pretty upset about it. You know, I would never, or I would try my hardest not to belittle myself and like belittle my emotions because I mean, it doesn't matter you know, if you were in a relationship for six years or one year or six months, or if you went on like two dates with somebody, like if they broke your heart, they broke your heart. And, mm-hmm. you know, nobody, nobody can tell you how you feel or how you shouldn't feel. You know what I mean? So yes, that's like probably my biggest lesson from my teenage years when it comes to like dating and heartbreak. Yeah, no, I love that. Was there anything that really helped you as you were going through those heartbreaks? Um, I mean, I, I don't know. I definitely think not to not to be super extreme about it, but to an extent, heartbreak 
you know, you grieve it, right? You're really grieving somebody you're grieving, Mm -hmm. you're grieving your feelings, you're grieving what could have been or what once was or what you thought was there, you know, and unfortunately, in terms of like coping mechanisms, I'm definitely like, and I need to move on right away kind of person. Um, But I'm also very, very emotional. So I would I mean, shoot, I would cry. I feel like there are some love songs from like the mid 2000s and like early 2010s that I just straight up can't listen to now because they remind me of boys I used to like. Um, yeah, Need You Now by Lady Antebellum. Can't listen oh. to it. Um, <laughs> but I mean, just like crying it out and then moving on. And I don't know if that's necessarily healthy. I think that there's like so many different ways that we get over things. Um But I think I would just try my best to just move on and basically tell myself, you know what, like, this is not going to matter when I'm 30. (laughs) Yeah, no, I have the same mindset, like in a year from now, will this even matter in five years and 10 years? Mm -hmm. And most of the time it doesn't. But I think crying is so helpful. I mean, it's, it's like, um, in literature, even it's like a symbol of like a baptismal renewal of the cleanse. Yeah. 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 Your tears are cleansing. You're, you're becoming renewed. Yep. Exactly. So I'm all about the tears. I'm also a big crier. So (laughs) yeah, I get that. Uh, Let's switch gears a little bit back to dating. Do you have any good stories about some of either like the best dates that you and Chris have gone on or any that maybe like took a turn for the worst? Yeah. I mean, our best, I feel like our best dates are always vacations. You know, we love, Mm -hmm. we love traveling. And I also think that like, you really, really do learn about the person you're traveling with when you're traveling with them. And I don't necessarily mean like you have to go on some three month international vacay in order to learn about somebody. Like you could literally drive up the road for an hour and that counts. Um, (laughs) So really like whenever we're going someplace new, um, I feel like those are times when we're really learning a lot about each other. And, you know, those are dates that I, that I remember a lot, right? Because then I look back and I say, oh, wow, like all of these fun memories I have, you know, seeing these cool places or doing these fun things, those are with my best friend. And that's, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, worst dates, I don't, oh, sorry, here, you could go ahead. No, go ahead. Finish your thought. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, I feel like worst dates, I don't know. I'm really sensitive. And so... Chris could say one thing that just irritates me. And I feel like I could just think, oh my gosh, you had to go and say that, you know? <laughs> um, I guess, I mean, I don't know that much about about my Zodiac sign, but I am an Aries. And I feel like when I get irritated, I am like a pretty fiery person and I get really snappy and like, mm-hmm. I'm very, very quick to react. You know, I remember like on our first anniversary, he didn't really like my dress. And I thought I was like so insulted and he told me and I'm thinking, why would you tell me? But you know, a lot of it, a lot of it's just like communication. And then I look back now and I think, oh, wow. You know, those dates that I think about, maybe those were my worst dates. If, if we had just sort of ignored like little comments, then it wouldn't have been a worst date. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I also feel like I would react the exact same way if my boyfriend said anything about my dress, especially on an anniversary, because you know we're planning that dress. Yeah, I never let him (laughs) let that one down, though. Good. I learned. Why do you keep bringing that up? And I'm like, ha, ha, ha. (laughs) You know, it happens, right? Yeah. 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 Have you ever worn that dress again around him? Oh, no. I was so upset I got rid of it. And then I regretted it. Yeah. I would have flaunted it. I would have worn it like the right? next week. Exactly. And I think about it, but I think about it now and I'm like, okay, I was 20. Wow. What a time. You know, mm-hmm. like, I, I, I don't know. That's why it's, it's, it's nice having been with somebody this long because we've gotten to grow up together. But then at the same time, it's, it's weird when I look back on, um, you know, arguments we've had even, or like, really good times or just looking back on our relationship and thinking, wow, I was so young then, you know, and you're just like, you're in these, you have different mindsets and you approach problems differently. Like we've even talked about, oh, remember when we got in this fight three years ago? Wow. If we got in that fight now, that wouldn't have even been a fight, you know? Yeah. 
a lot of it's a lot of it's things like that. Like now, if you had an outfit on, do you that he didn't like? Do you think it would have led to an argument? Yeah, no. <laughs> I would just be like, well, you didn't really have to say that, but I'm gonna wear it anyway. You know, there you go. <laughs> but he also like, I mean, he probably wouldn't say that until after I was done wearing it. But still, you know what I mean? It's like. <laughs> Yeah, it's things like that where sometimes, you know, you're you're really like, we've learned so much about how we like to communicate. And like, we're still learning because as you get older, your preferences change, you know, and so maybe, maybe how you liked to communicate with your partner three years ago, you're older now, right? Mm -hmm. And so maybe now you've learned different ways to to talk about things and different ways you like to talk about things. And so something that worked to resolve an argument um, three years ago might not work now. And that's, that's okay. Right. And so, you know, it's, it's things like that, that I think about a lot when like, we're, I guess, reminiscing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Things are constantly evolving. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What are some of the vacations that you guys went on together? Um, we, I feel like we started kind of traveling together when we were, in college, his family's from Taiwan. So we've been to, went, been to Taiwan a couple times. We go on a lot of Disney trips just because we love Disney, as you yes. know, and as <laughs> you love Disney, so yeah. you get it. I approve. Um, yep. <laughs> yeah. So we go on a lot of Disney trips. We're going on a Disney cruise soon. So that's exciting. Oh my gosh. Um, Are you going to vlog? I've watched your travel vlogs. I, know. I love them. <laughs> you know what? We started vlogging year, like years ago. And honestly, very quickly we learned we were like wow youtubers work so flipping hard like i knew youtubers worked hard but then once we started vlogging and we both quickly lost patience for editing everything we were like you know what wow this is just crazy i wish i could like i don't know i wish i wish a vacation vlog you could do a one take in a day but that would be like 8 hours of footage oh my gosh um, yeah <laughs> yeah so we we kind of stopped doing that i don't know if we'll eventually vlog but generally like we're on Instagram stories a lot. I feel like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, even if it's just for yourself too, my favorite vlogs to watch back are ones that are from vacations because you can relive those really exciting, like cool moments of traveling. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Like when you went to Taiwan, I have never left the country. So watching that video, it was really eye opening to me just to kind of see your travel experience. And like everything, because you vlogged a lot of your food. And to me, that was like so interesting. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that's mostly what was holding us back is we were like, wow, these are becoming just food vlogs. Maybe we should just, (laughs) maybe we should just like start a food channel and just only show videos of food because that's, that's mostly what we do when we go places is we just eat all the time anyway. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. Do you uh, usually edit the vlogs or does Chris edit them? Um, we would kind of both edit them. Okay, but, that's nice. Yeah, we haven't, I mean, we haven't done it in like, I think since 2018. So it's been a couple okay. of years. What's your next vacation? Oh, you said the cruise, right? That's yeah, we're going on a Disney cruise. Oh my really gosh. excited. We've never been on a cruise before. Um, Yeah, how do so, you feel about that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But that'll also be interesting too, because kind of like I said, I feel like in traveling, you know, you really learn about another person and in taking different kinds of trips, it can bring about stress, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and like the idea, I mean, I, um, I have a cat, we have a cat together and I'm Aww. super, super attached to her. I think I would be either way, but I work from home a lot. And so we're, we're home together like all the time. Um, and so the idea of leaving my cat for a week, this will be the first major vacation since we've gotten her that's causing me to freak out. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, okay. I need to keep my cool when I'm on this boat because I'm going to be in the middle of the ocean. And Chris and I are trying to have a good time together, you know? So, I mean, we'll see. Yeah. When I went to Chicago for a weekend, my mom was watching my cats and I had her send photos, FaceTime me. Like I was in the same boat. Yeah. I was so afraid for them. And I guess when I went to Disney, summer of 2018 it was right after I adopted my first cat Luna so she was like she was nine weeks old she was this little baby and I was going to leave her and I was so afraid that something would happen I had her stay with my parents at their house we had two big dogs that were 
determined to play with her and like ultimately chew her up like a chew toy. So oh it was gosh. really it was really scary. Yeah, that's and terrifying. I <laughs> we were going to keep her like isolated in a room, like no dog can come inside, like she can't leave. And it was a big um lesson of trust, I guess. And I remember pulling my like 14 breath year old brother aside and being like, if she stays alive, I will pay you fifty dollars just to keep her alive. If I come <laughs> back <laughs> So that was a big in- incentive for him. <laughs> I mean, that's, I feel like that's good. I don't know. Yeah. I would take the $50. Yep. I mean, she survived. Exactly. So. She's alive to this day and she's a big sister. Yep. So, yes. you know, everything worked out. Yeah. But I feel you. It's super scary leaving your fur baby. Yeah. And like, yeah. Yeah. It is. Uh, is the cruise, do you guys dock on your journey or yes, what's that like? Oh my gosh. Oh, cool. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. I don't know. I, I, it'll be, it'll be interesting. We, we were definitely trying to save money. So we got an inside stateroom, like an inside room with like no windows. So I'm really lucky that I'm not, that I know of, I'm not claustrophobic, but I mean, I don't know about you. I feel like whenever I'm doing something new, I like start to think about like, wow, what if I go on this trip and I start to feel this way? And then like, I can't mm-hmm. do anything about it. Oh my gosh, that's terrifying. I get so in my own head about things. And yeah. so this is definitely the type of trip where I'm almost glad that we waited until we were together for six years to go on it. Because I feel like I would not want to go on a cruise in an inside stateroom with no windows and like potentially get seasick with somebody I'd only been together with for like six months. Oh, that's so true. <laughs> It'd be terrifying, right? It's like mm-hmm. such close quarters, you know, you're stuck on a boat with somebody. Right. So I'm definitely happy that like we waited a while. I mean, to be honest, the only reason we waited is because cruises, Disney cruises, I should say, Disney cruises are pretty expensive. Um, But I can't even imagine. I'm like, I, I don't even know if I could go on a cruise with somebody I just started dating. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> What makes a cruise like a Disney cruise um, besides – because what I've seen is like the mascots or characters. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're just really – so Disney's all about service, right? And Mm -hmm. so, you know, they call it like the Disney difference. Like they're all about going above and beyond and making things super magical for you and really personalized. And so I think that's the main thing, and that's like – one of the main reasons they're a lot more expensive than other cruise lines. Like it's supposed to be immaculate and, Got it. you know, they, and magical and um, they kind of like offer different things that you couldn't get elsewhere. And then also like, I don't, I mean, we're not big drinkers and we're not big. I mean, we don't gamble at all. And a lot of other cruise ships have, they have casinos. <laughs> and so that was one <laughs> of the main reasons we didn't go on another cruise before was I was like, I don't want to be going on this ship. And then, you know, be paying for this like adult only area that I know for sure I'm not going to use. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. That's, I mean, that's really it. They're just supposed to be like magical. And like you said, they have the characters and, you know, I mean, there's Disney music everywhere and all the shows are Disney related. So I know I'm going to like the entertainment. Oh yeah. So. Shows. Okay. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. I, watched, I don't know if you saw these, but I watched some Hulu specials they may have been recorded from an actual like channel on tv but they were going behind the scenes of disney transforming for holidays oh and yes oh my yeah. god those are so cool those are super, yeah super cool. i watched i think it was the like christmas holiday one where they show making the christmas tree and mm-hmm. gingerbread house and they included some of like the cruise mm-hmm. um like details and what they do for that and i thought that was really special yeah Um, it's I mean it's wild like all the decor that they put up at like different times of year it's like insane oh for sure so you've gone to obviously Disneyland a lot and Mm -hmm. Disney World have you gone to any other Disney parks um we went to Disneyland Paris last oh my god (laughs) yeah it was really it was really cool it was really special I think like um it was we only had one day in the park um, which I mean, I'm going to be grateful for anything. Mm-hmm. So I took it. Um, but yeah, it was really special. It was really romantic. I think that, um, you know, like for us, our, you know, our relationship, we got together and then like our first date, like outside of our 
college environment, I guess, like outside of our college town uh, was Disneyland. And so since then, it's really been like a really big part of our relationship. And so, you know, getting to go on Disney vacations and getting to go to Disneyland Paris, which like I said, it felt really romantic. Like that was really, really cool. How does it compare? What's it like? Um, it's, I mean, it's definitely a lot of the parks, they call them like the Magic Kingdom parks. So like, you know, the Disneyland Park in California, Disneyland Park in Paris, Disneyland Park in Tokyo, like Magic Kingdom in Florida. They call them like the Magic Kingdom parks around the world, like all the parks with the castles, you know? So mm-hmm. um, it's definitely, it's stunning. Like Disneyland Paris is really really beautiful a lot of people call it like the most beautiful Disney park in the world because it's very like the castle's all pastel and there's so many little details everywhere and so it's definitely it's really pretty um but it's also like you know a lot of the parks like that like a lot of the parks with castles in them they have pretty much like repeat rides you know so it definitely wasn't the type of day where we where we went there and we were like, oh, let's go on a ton of rides. That's not even like what we go to Disney for really. Um, So it was definitely just like the atmosphere was really, really cool. Okay. Awesome. So yeah, I did, I guess I didn't really think about the fact that the rides are duplicated. A lot of them are. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of similar. Mm -hmm. Was it still um, Cinderella or Sleeping Beauty's castle or? Yeah, so it's called Sleeping Beauty's Castle, and it's the same colors as the castle in California, but the design is different. The design's really different, because they wanted to make it look more whimsical, because there's obviously a ton of real castles in Europe, and so people visiting Disneyland Paris wouldn't want to see a castle that was trying to look like a real castle. So it's definitely whimsical, and there's like vines going up it, and things like that. That sounds so beautiful. It's really pretty. Um, yeah, if you could plan your next Disney trip, which next like Magic Kingdom would you want to yeah. visit? I mean, we definitely go to probably Hong Kong next once all of their construction's done. They're doing a ton of construction there. Uh, Tokyo Disney is supposed to be like people regard it as like their favorite Disney resort really? in the world. Yeah, a lot of people love oh Tokyo gosh. Disney Sea is like the second park there. Um So we're trying to take off the international ones like slowly so that we're slowly building up to like, I don't know, the one that people think is the best. Um, But also (laughs) we really want to go, we really want to go and stay at the Disney resort in Hawaii, Olani, because when we went to Hawaii together, we went there for dinner and it was really, really cool. And that resort is super, super expensive. Um, It's just a hotel. It's not like they have a theme park in Hawaii, but like, if you know Disneyland um, in California, like Adventureland, the vibe of Adventureland is like almost like oh. the vibe of that resort. Like it feels like you're just like walking around a hotel that's themed after Adventureland and it's got like this lazy river. It's really cool. Um, so that's probably where we want to go next. But I mean, you know, yeah. travel's expensive. You got to you gotta <laughs> save up for it. Yeah. And like Chris is in, I mean, he's still in school. So Oh, what is he going to school for? He's in med school. Oh, you're yeah. going to have a doctor boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's in he's in med school. So that's been, I mean, that's been a whole journey too. Like now, you know, he just started, he's a first year. So kind of okay. transitioning back into the school mindset for him. And then for me, it's like, okay, we we know we can do this because we started dating when we were both in college. But then now one of us works full time and one of us is a student and one of us can like turn work off at the end of the day and the other one can't, you know? So yeah. that's, been, I mean, that's been a journey. What has that been like trying to balance everything? Um, It's definitely, it's definitely challenging. I think because I, I mean, we, we moved to, you know, we moved to a new city and mm-hmm. being somebody who does work from home a lot you know, I can be by myself a lot. And then I get super excited when he comes home from school. Right. I'm like, so excited. I'm like, Oh, let's hang out. Let's, let's do stuff together. Let's go do this. You know, tell me about your day. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's hard when 
when you're with somebody and they're a student and you're not, or even, I mean, I would imagine it would even be really difficult if you are just in two completely different lines of work and like maybe your partner works a nine to five and you have really odd hours or you do work from home or you just like make your own schedule, right? Whenever you're on basically completely different schedule than somebody, it's going to be hard. Um, yes. <laughs> so it's really been a lot of just like working around that and realizing that, you know, even though we may want to spend as much time together as we can, you also need to set those healthy boundaries so that, you know, like you can still take care of yourself, right? Like he needs to yeah. make sure that he's studying as much as he can at the same time as like, I need to make sure that I'm not like, I don't know, I guess constantly begging for someone's attention, you know? I mean, there's nothing wrong to want to spend time with my boyfriend, but I also think like I need to be really, you know, compassionate in that and knowing, oh, you know, he needs to study right now because he has a final this week. Like I need to give him some space and that's totally fine. So I think, yeah, navigating that's been hard, but I mean, it's worth it. It's, we've been together this long and it's not really changing. So it's, you just got to make it work. And I bet the fact that you've been together for so long probably strengthens this like mile step or whatever stepping stone um, in your relationship because you understand how you both kind of function and what Mm -hmm. works best. So Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. And I think even, I mean, like, you know, if I, I think it would be harder if I worked, um, if I worked like, you know, a job in an office and I could like truly, truly turn work off when I get home. I try to turn work off as much as I can, but like when you write full time and you know, you Mm -hmm. like something comes up and you know, you need, you know, you have a deadline or, you know, whatever it may be. Like sometimes I do turn work on and off at odd hours. And so it's, it's nice being in that same boat sometimes where we're both, you know, like if he says he needs to stay up really late and if I think, oh, you know what, I could actually work on some things right now, then like we'll both stay up late. So yeah. Yeah. Knowing, but you make a really good point. Knowing how the other person works, knowing how the other person functions definitely helps. Yes. So kind of just to wrap up this episode, since we're getting close to an hour time, uh, after everything that we kind of talked about and knowing everything that you know now and what you've gone through, is there anything that you wish you could either tell your younger self or, um, in terms of like dating or what you went through? Yeah. I mean, I truly do think, like I said before, I was definitely a very hopeful romantic when I was younger. I still am. I'm a really romantic person. Um, but I also think that, you know, I would really let the outside world get in my head a lot and kind of tell me, you know, like so many of us do, I would let society and like these books I read, these movies I watched tell me, oh, you need to be with somebody to be happy or, oh, you know, being in a relationship, that's the end all be all. We're all just looking for our person, you know, and, and while I truly do love being in a relationship. I wouldn't have it any other way. I also think that, like I said before, there's really so much value in being your own person. And I think I wasted so much time in my younger years, sort of putting a lot of my own value in the idea of being with somebody else. You know, I never, I wasn't in a, you know, a quote unquote real relationship um, until I was with Chris, but I also, like I said, I would get in my own head a lot and I would really, you know, tell myself, Oh, like, I'm so sad because I'm not in a relationship. I wish I had a boyfriend, blah, blah, blah. And I, that's such a waste of time, you know? And while it's perfectly fine to want a relationship, it shouldn't be your only goal when you're 15, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And that's so interesting now that you kind of bring up books and movies and like young adult literature or television shows, like looking back, a lot of them really do either push the idea that you need a relationship or the Mm -hmm. whole plot is about a girl trying to get the boy to like her back. Yep. Like there aren't a lot about someone just discovering themselves or choosing not to be with the guy in the end. Yeah. It's so, so, I mean, it's so true. Yeah. And like at such an age too, when you're so like your mind and your 
beliefs are so malleable. Like you're really forming your beliefs and what you want to have that as your entertainment or choice of literature. It I can totally see how that can get in some teenagers like heads a lot, including my own. Like I'm not trying to not include myself here because I was the same way, but it is really interesting when you think about it. Yeah. I mean, to put it, I mean, to put it in perspective, I didn't have my first kiss until I was 18. So I was already, I mean, I was a late, I hate to say late bloomer because some people probably my age, like very well, haven't gone through the same things I've gone through, but I, you know, I was later than a lot of my peers. Um, definitely a lot of my peers and I, I, I felt bad about that. And there's no reason you should feel bad about that. I mean, who cares? Who cares? Right. But at the time I really cared about that, you know, and I would go through high school thinking, oh, when's, when's so-and-so going to like me back or, oh, you know, when am I going to get a date to the prom or, oh man, like all these books I read and all these shows I watch show these like introverted nerdy girls end up with you know the the heartthrob in the end where's right, like, my where's my ending you know I, I would think yeah. about that so much um and I never got that in high school and I'm fine now you know and I think that if I could go back and tell myself just stop thinking about it I would have had so like a much better teenage experience you know because I just thought about it yes. all the time Yeah. And as someone that's also a later bloomer, like there was so much pressure in high school to like get that first kiss over with or to be at that same level with your peers. So I totally Mm -hmm. really, I remember that pressure of like needing to kiss someone. Yeah. 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 And it's, it's rough, but Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know. You just got to get over it, right? Yeah. Yep. And at the same time, like looking back, it doesn't matter. Like mm-hmm. no one remembers it. It doesn't matter to me. It's, it really is just in that high school bubble. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yes. All right. So I always ask my guests what their biggest advice for someone going through a breakup is. Yeah. I mean, I guess I would just say focus, focus exactly on yourself. Don't like, yes. try your best not to focus on the other person and only focus on you. And that means focusing on what you need. Like if you need to cry about it, if you need to talk about it, if you need to, um, you know, talk it out with your friends, if you need to journal, whatever you need to do, focus on that mainly because, you know, in my opinion and in my experience with, with heartbreak in all forms, right. In, Mm -hmm. you know, getting my heart broken from guys I liked or getting my heart broken in like maybe friendships that didn't work out. Yeah. I would really need to focus completely on myself because that's the only way I figured out how, how I could move on from it. Right. Because you're the only person who knows what you need. So that's, I guess that would be my advice. Yeah. I totally agree. That's so great. And like you mentioned earlier, like it's okay to be selfish and take that time mm-hmm. to, like for mm-hmm. yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. 100%. All right. So to wrap this up, do you want to plug any socials as to where the listeners could find you? Um. Yeah. You can just find me on Instagram. I just started a coffee Instagram called Coffee oh my at God. Disneyland. Yes. Uh, you can find me there and then that, that profile links to links to my main page. So yeah. Yeah. I'll link it in the podcast description. And I wanted to say too, I discovered the coffee Disney Instagram through <laughs> like, um, like a quick ad sort of like accounts that you might enjoy. Oh, so okay. when I, yeah. So when I followed, I didn't realize it was you and I had a feeling, but I don't think you followed yourself at the time. So I was I like, didn't. Mm, I, I don't know. You know yeah. I, and I then, was like, Oh, this is, I, I don't know. I've never had, I feel like I'm so new to, I don't know, doing social media. I don't even do social media, but you know what I'm saying? It was like a new page. And I thought, oh, do people who make second pages follow themselves? Is that weird? I don't know. And so I kind of waited for a while and then thought, (laughs) okay, I'm just going to link it in my profile because now now I keep sharing things. And I feel like some of my friends who go to Disneyland would also appreciate it. So yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
I know. I mean, the algorithm is totally oh, yeah. doing its job. No. Very true. <laughs> yeah. But like, I remember you had a photo because most of the photos on the coffee at Disneyland, it's you holding up coffee or a mug. Yeah. And so (laughs) this is going to sound so creepy, but I looked at your hand and your nail polish and your rings. And then I went to your Instagram and I looked for it and I was like, I'm pretty sure this is Bailey. (laughs) That's so funny. That's so funny. Yeah. I'm like, oh man, if I post a photo on the same day wearing the same nail polish to like both accounts, people are probably going to tell. Yeah. I was so (laughs) embarrassed at first, which I feel like I should have been because it's like a harmless it's like an Instagram page with a hundred followers. Um, but I don't know. I'm definitely, I'm a really creative person, but I'm also, I'm still super shy about, uh, about like my own work, you know? And so mm-hmm. even something as simple as that, I thought, Oh, should I tell people about this? I don't know, but maybe who knows, maybe, maybe this, this podcast is causing me to uh, get out of my shell and promote my coffee Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a really good niche. It's specific and Disney lovers will, you know, find it and like it because it's not just like a Disney Instagram. It's like the coffee, the mugs. It's very true. Very true. That's a good point. (laughs) I don't know anybody else that kind of has that angle on it. So I think you've got got something good going here. Thanks. Thank you. I will take that to heart. (laughs) Yeah, especially now on your cruise and if you go to any more like parks. That could be so clue, like so cool to include. For sure. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on my podcast. Thank you for having me. It's been so fun. Yeah. I've had a lot of fun learning more about your relationship and advice and what you've gone through. So I really appreciate you sharing your stories and taking the time out of your day to do this. Thank you so much. I'm going to, I'm going to keep listening like I have been and keep, I mean, keep doing what you're doing. I love the podcast. I think it's so fun. And like you said, it's really niche. And um, I don't hear a lot of people talking about stories like this online. So I think it's really important too. So thank you for, thank you for continuing to share. Yeah. Thank you so much for that. That's so nice. All right. Well, I hope everyone has a great rest of their day and I'll see you all next week. Bye. If you want to get involved, have feedback, or perhaps your own story you'd like to share, please email me at breakingupwithmikayla at gmail.com or you can reach out to any of my social media and send me a DM. I'm always looking for future guests, so if you want to save your story for an episode to guest star on, be sure to mention that in your message as well. Don't forget to leave five stars, subscribe, and have a nice day.